This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. Sean Bolson joining us uh, on this Wednesday. Uh, in between uh, traveling to watch some college hockey yep. and watch uh, UNO play. Uh, so where are you at right now uh, with your son's hockey team? Uh, well, they finished third in the NCHC. So first round, they have uh, University of North Dakota. Big rivalry. Sure. Uh, we g- actually got swept up there this last weekend. We have home ice. First round of playoffs. We have them best of three series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Oh, so all three games in Omaha. All three. Yeah, because it goes the home ice higher seed. And then the whoever advances out of that, which, you know, we, we've been good against them this year. There were two really good games this weekend. Yeah. But, and then next weekend will be uh, f- the Frozen Four for the NCHC at the XL. Okay. So um, Denver, Western Michigan, us, you know, and then St. Cloud and Duluth play in a, in a great first-round matchup at St. Cloud, best of three. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you'll have Denver against Miami of Ohio, Western Michigan against Colorado College, us against North Dakota, and then St. Cloud and Duluth. First round, and then the winner of those series, the Ford will meet at the XL uh, next weekend. So that'll be kind of fun. Yeah, that will be fun. Uh, I would assume that you'll be down there watching some hockey. Are you go- Are you going this weekend? I am not going this weekend. Hattie's got volleyball, and sure. so I, uh, I'm i going to stay home and take her volleyball. So, All right. Yeah, Sounds I can good. watch on TV, so we're good. Yeah, that's right. That'll be exciting. That's right. Uh, I, I always like to talk about the wild with yeah. you. You're kind of our uh, our wild guy here on the podcast, and, and uh, you know, it, it looks to me like Philip Gustafson is the number one goaltender, yeah, doesn't it? It does. Is he the guy in the playoffs, you think, too? Well, I, I think it's hard to say right now, but yeah, I it's mean, faced 26 shots last night. Some good quality shots, too, and he was great. Yeah. Good in the shootout. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about the shootout and playoffs because he actually, you know, I was sitting with a buddy last night uh, watching the game, and, and he said it's a real travesty that this game ends in a shootout mm-hmm. in this fashion. And I said, you know, it doesn't in the playoffs, but now it, it w- that was a really good hockey game with good goaltending. I I'm a 4 to, you know, 4 to 3, 5 to 4 kind of guy. Yeah. You know, a 1-0 game generally kind of like when I go to the Twins, I like to see a 10-9 game and Some you don't scoring. mind you like seeing a no-hitter. Uh, yeah. You know, and I but anyway, that was a very entertaining scoreless game. A lot of good chances the goalies played great. Yeah. Now if Gustafson plays like that, do I think he should be? Our, yeah, he, I mean he's good. Uh, Flurry's good too. Yeah. However, Gustafson seems to be able to get to another level mm. uh, with his goaltending right now. And, and like we've talked about for years, if your goaltender can be your best player on your team, you got a you got a chance in the playoffs. Now I watch Colorado also. You know, blitz San Jose six zero. Their firepower. The, the Wild need to create offense to move anywhere in the playoffs. Yeah. But on the defensive side, when you have goaltending like that, it can't you know do anything but but help you and give you a chance. They have been a good defensive and goaltending team this year. It, it has been the offensive yeah. side that they've struggled to score goals. They really only have the one natural goal scorer in Kirill Kaprizov. Although there's teams in the NHL that don't have any uh, anybody like Kaprizov. Uh, Not the ones that are winning it though. That's right. That's right. The 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 teams that are that are winning are mm-hmm. scoring goals, and the Wild need to figure a little more of that out. Um, and I don't know if you ha- don't haven't identified other goal scorers by now. They probably don't have them uh, on the team. So who? Who needs to step up besides Kaprizov offensively? Well, then? Kaprizov's line's been all right, you know, with Zuccarello and Hartman. Yeah. And, uh, 
You know, but it'd be nice to see Boldy's line pick up, Erickson Eck pick up. You know, yep. just you know, some of these other big names. It was a uh, to see Greenway go down the road was okay. You yeah. know, I mean, he was just kind of this non. Uh, he, he'd be good if if they got on him. He'd have a really good impactful first period, and then he'd turn into the the great glider the rest of the time. So uh. him going, um, you know. We, we made a couple moves, not big moves by any means, but I think we need a little more scoring from our defense, which we almost got last night yeah. when Spurgeon, you know, scored the apparent game winner until he looked and, you know, it was offsides by a couple inches and yeah. so it got, uh, you know, waved off and here we are. But, um, yeah, you know, I'd like, you know, Eck, Boldy, those are just a couple of names that come to mind right away that you'd really like to see get going. Sam Steele was good early in the year, then he went through a drought, then he was get scratched all the time. So you need a couple of those guys to step up and get a little spark and get hot at the right time. Steele hit the young guy wall a little bit, didn't he? He did. Well, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, he had played – He's is this in his first year in the league? You know, he was out on the West Coast with Anaheim. Oh, that's right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's a long season. It's a grind. You start getting little nicks and little bumps, and all of a sudden they're uh, adding up, and then the season's a grind. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, guys probably need to recharge, and, and hopefully, you know, this little break he's had will recharge his batteries, and we can see him back, you know, producing. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's hard to, um, you know, change the team too much at the trade deadline if you don't have cap space, which the Wild don't have. They didn't make any big moves for right. huge goal scorers or anything, but they did add some guys. And, and to me, Bill Guerin has a sharp eye uh, for guys. He's able to uh, make trades that, that bring guys in. I mean, he's trading for, I think it's Nyquist for a fourth-round pick yep. and, and some later-round draft picks without giving up uh, first-rounders where guys like Boldy come from and Kaprizov right. and things like that. So you don't want to give up those first-rounders if you can help it. And what they added, four guys, I yeah. think, at the trade. Well, Marcus Johansson was yeah. on the ice in overtime last night too and Klingberg you know a big D uh you know came from Anaheim so yeah I mean they, they're adding some pieces they didn't make the big splash you know early on I thought it would have been nice to get a true centerman like Bo Horvat from yeah. uh, Vancouver he ends up going out to New York and and you know Patrick Kane goes to the Rangers not exactly sure how he would have fit in with it with because let's remember you know we talk about it every week we're still strapped for a couple yeah. years on the salary stuff so yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing what we can but seeing a game like last night even losing that game really makes you feel really good about the goaltending and it just continues to make you look and say hey we've known that we're deficient on the offensive side at times you know we're not we're not scoring a lot of goals we're gonna have to figure out how to score more yeah Patrick Kane won three Stanley Cups with mm-hmm. the Chicago Blackhawks. If he can get traded, anybody can. Correct. Yeah. But he's also on the tail end of a career. Kaprizov is not a trade. He's an untradeable person. There's a, you know, I mean, what McDavid's doing, what McKinnon's doing, Kaprizov's in that league. I mean, he's yeah. that good. So, yeah, but you see those bona fide superstars on the tail end of their career. There's interest in them. Yeah, and the player himself, the Blackhawks are down this year. Yeah. They're rebuilding. So he's saying, I'm at the end of my career. I'd love to get it without Stanley Cup playoff contender. There's probably some conversation between star player and oh, yeah. management there. Yeah, I would say definitely. You know, yeah. and you see that in all sports. Yeah. You know, don't want to end your career on a rebuild. You want to go somewhere and try to win now. 
Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that star players nowadays in pro sports have more and more say mm-hmm. in what's going on with the team. This maybe should have happened earlier. I think it's gone a little far in the NBA where a guy just says, I don't want to play anymore, trade me. And then they almost are forced to yeah. do so. Uh, but, for example, um, uh, Kevin O'Connell at the scouting combine mm-hmm. uh, this last week, they interviewed him, and he said that Justin Jefferson is such a unique talent in the league that they're going to talk with Jefferson about team-building things and and how they're doing it. He didn't say they're going to turn over decision-making process to him, but they're going to include him in conversations they're having about bringing in personnel and and building the team uh, in that regard. And I thought, wow, Jefferson's only in the league three years. He's a wide receiver, not a quarterback. And the coach is saying, you know, we're going to you know, keep him in the loop when we're doing these uh, things. That's a lot of respect for him. That is a lot of respect, but it's a lot of, I think, earned respect too, which is great. You know, yeah. as you know, you have a guy that can impact the game the way he can impact the game. Uh, it only makes sense to get his thoughts on the pieces and puzzles around him. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't mind that at all. Kendrick's the first uh, yep. guy to fall. Uh, not a surprise there. No. You know, most people kind of thought he was the guy. There's going to be others. Yep. I think they'd like to keep Dalvin Cook, but he so far has not been willing to renegotiate his $14 million uh, uh, contract, yeah. so he's probably down the road as well. Yeah, and, and and again, we talk about watching the Chiefs and, and their blueprint to win the Super Bowl. They had a, what, the 27th yeah. defense. They had a, a no-name rookie running back uh taken in the seventh round that was making you know close to league minimum um you you didn't have money tied up in that you tied your money up in your quarterback you know we we argue with snow i do all the time about cousins there there aren't other patrick mahomes to go sign uh cousins has has done everything and more we've ever asked him uh but we we need to take another step Mm. and so i think you surround him with the jeffersons you, you got to find your diamond in the rough and the running back and, and, pay, and get pay for a couple million, not 14 million bucks, yeah. and then bolster your offensive line and, and get your other weapons. So that's the map that K- Kansas City Chiefs used, and it's been successful. Yeah. So, um, you know, I look at these quarterback signings. I mean, Daniel Jones, uh, yeah. average at best four year, 160 million yeah. signed. Not all guaranteed, though. No, not all guaranteed, but about I mean, 20 million a year guaranteed. Yeah, I think it was ninety million total guaranteed. Eighty-two, eighty-two, whatever okay. it was. Yeah, but you look at these quarterbacks that are middle of the road, and you think, you know what? Holy cow! Look at the money these guys are getting. I mean, yeah. Derek Carr goes to the the Saints. Similar it, deal to what uh, similar Jones got, deal. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I just look and I think, you know, where do we want to spend our money? We Kendricks was easy to cheer for, side to side, yeah, gave everything guy. he got. He yeah. did. You know, I look at it too. Harrison Smith, yeah, love the guy. Yeah. Definitely lost a step. Not sure where that goes, you know. Right. Uh, you know, we got some money in Hawkinson. Obviously, we want to keep him. We want to keep JJ. We got, yeah. you know. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But there are going to be some more big names that that disappear. Yeah, I might push back a little bit that Cousins has given us everything we've asked and more okay. because when they added him, they thought he was the final piece to a Super Bowl team, okay. and that did not happen. Not all his fault, of course. He's had multiple. Finally, I think Cousins is in a situation yep. with an offensive-minded head coach yep. who he has a great relationship with, so he knows that this is going to be their offensive philosophy going forward. We could see Cousins have the best seasons of his career from now on, which is age 35 and older because of the situation now uh, that's surrounding him. Um, 
I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure he's a Super Bowl quarterback. I know he's mm-hmm. a good quarterback. I don't know if he gets him to the Super Bowl or not. Do you, do you really think he can get him there? Um, I don't know. You know, it's so hard in the NFL because you have, what, 32 teams? Yeah. One team makes it. 31 yeah. fail. Yeah. Um, Do I think he could – you know, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He's not Josh Allen. He's not mobile at all. He isn't mobile at all. Yeah. If he um, had a little mobility, that would help. Yeah, you know, you look there and it hurts. But but then, you know, the, the big thing, and this is the part that drives me crazy when I have Kirk Cousins' conversation, especially with Snow. Oh, he's got all these ideas. <laughs> Who are you going to get? Do you want David Carr? Do you want Daniel Jones? Because those are two guys that have been available. Yeah. I think the answer is no to both. Yeah. You know, you can say we'd really like a, an Allen or, a, a, you know, Mahomes, but they're not available and they're not out there. Yeah. You know, Jalen Hurts, you know, Lamar, do you want those guys? You're not going to get them. You don't yeah. have a chance. So, where we're at, what hand we have in front of us? I think we're doing the we're doing a good job. You could get Lamar. I mean, he's he's got an uh, he can negotiate with the Vikings. You have to give up two first round two picks first round, if and they 50 million a year. Yeah, if they didn't sign him. Yeah. They can no, no. offer. They, or... they gave him a transition franchise oh. tag, so now he can negotiate with any other team in the NFL. And if he reaches agreement with that team, they can match, which yeah. they they probably would. So the 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 issue for me is this: the one thing about Cousins is he is an Iron Man. He doesn't miss snaps. Lamar Jackson and his style of play, yeah. you know, leads to injuries. You know, he missed the majority of uh, the second half of the year last year. Yep. To give somebody that kind of money and try to make it guaranteed when you're that kind of a quarterback that, you know, there's a difference. Mahomes is mobile and will get you that 25 yards when you need it. Lamar at times is a running back with incredible skills playing the quarterback position. Yeah, It's it's a dangerous uh, deal. So to give a guy with that style of play that much money would scare me. So I I don't think I'd want that. I'm not a Lamar guy. I was just saying, I guess they could sign him if they wanted, but I I don't see that happening, and I'm not necessarily on board with that either. And as I've always said, I'm not anti-Cousins. I'm not necessarily pro-Cousins. I kind of try to look at him for who he is. Mm -hmm. He's a good, but not a great quarterback. Correct. And you can win. A Super Bowl, I think, with a good but Trent not Dilfer. great quarterback. Trent Dilfer did win a but, Super Bowl. But we have to go back a ways. Right. If you look at recent Super Bowl wins within the last seven, eight years, yeah. everybody's had a quarterback that's either headed for the Hall of Fame or is a multiple-time Pro Correct. Bowler. So it, the game has changed a little. And the biggest area it's changed is that the best quarterbacks in the game today are all mobile. Uh, Tom Brady is now retired. He wasn't one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL the last couple of years anyway. His last, the year they won the Super Bowl three years ago, he was. But after that, he wasn't as much. So uh, you still, I think, win from the pocket, but it would be nice to be able to extend it a little bit. But yeah. we're not going to. Right. So... They, they said that they're not going, uh, well, reports indicated that the Vikings don't plan on giving just a, a one-year extension to get some salary cap relief. He's either going to play out his deal this year or they're going to sign him for the rest of his career, which right. would be a three- or four-year extension. Correct. What do you think they'll do? Well, I don't know. I mean, seeing what's on the market, I I don't... It, you can draft one. There's some good quarterbacks in the draft this year. Yeah, really good. Y- you know, I, I saw talking about the uh, Tennessee guy, Hooker, that had the uh, injury, you know, maybe going in the second round. You still can draft a guy, but that guy's not going to be ready 
for two, three years oh, anyway. Oh, nah, it's going too far. Yeah. One year, they should be ready. Uh, First-round picks are playing in the first year of these years, if they're really good. You don't have to do that with the Vikings because you could have Cousins on a one-year deal. You draft a guy, you train him for a year. It's not two or three years anymore. Yeah, I, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't think you— Well, who, they, has, who has waited two or three years and become a player? No, not. but you look at how many people have jumped right in unless you're elite, elite, and I don't think we're in a position to get a super elite quarterback. Nah, not without trading up. Right, yeah. and, and so if you're going to— you know, wait for somebody. It's going to take a couple years. Yeah. You know, you look at, you know, I just, the, there are some quarterbacks. I saw the the list and they did talk about, you know, people you can even get in the second round. I just don't think there's the people that are going to sit behind Cousins for a year and be ready to step into your franchise because then you have Jefferson and if that quarterback doesn't perform at the level you want, what are you showing your wide receiver that, you know, is a franchise all-star wide receiver? I don't know. I think you got to be careful with that. For all of these reasons, I think they probably are going to sign Cousins to a yep. long-term extension and uh, worry about it then. Plus, they still, I think, have the makings of a team that can, uh, that is still a winning team. Oh, yeah. And that can, you know, uh, potentially make a run in the playoffs. But they need to add some pieces that defense has got to get better. But like you said, the Chiefs are ranked 27th in defense right. uh, this last year. You just figure out ways to win, which it seems like the Vikings uh, ha- have figured out that they do know how to win those close games. Yeah, I agree. And I do think, too, with some changes uh, in the secondary, you know, I think about when we played the Eagles, uh, you know, early in the year and, and Hurt starts 14 for 14. It torches us and Dontel sits in the shell and I know. they just pick it apart. You know, I do think some schematic changes like that are yeah. going to help the Vikings, too. Yeah. Now, we just have to make sure we have the personnel that can fit yeah. You know, these new system to be more effective. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the GM. I like the coach. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to be okay. Flores is sticking with the 3-4. Uh, I thought maybe they would find a guy and go back to the 4-3 because yep. Daniel Hunter is better in a 4-3. Although Hunter got better as the he season did get went better. along. Uh, but I don't think they're going to bring Zedaria Smith back. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of changes on that. Yeah, secondary is where I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, can Patrick Peterson, who, you know, easy guy to cheer for, but can he hold up if we don't play the, the you know, 10 yards off shell given, you know, eight-yard pickups all the time? If we get him up and, and ask him to jam a little bit and play a little more press coverage, can he hold up to that? I don't know. That's yeah. what they're going to have to figure out. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so the Timberwolves are just about that. They, they continue to kind of yeah. float six to nine, six to ten sometimes uh, in that playoff picture. And and now there's kind of this Carl Anthony Towns thing going on. Is he going to play again this right. year? Nobody knows. They're kind of secretive about it. It just doesn't seem like this is the year for the Timberwolves. No, it doesn't. Last night, you know, they had a chance. It was a, at home against Philly, and they, they just got spanked again. And, yeah. and it's just it's tough to see because some of those games, and you think, okay, you could really do this you know John Morant getting in his uh, legal troubles you know Memphis is now they were a two they're a three they're sliding you know you look at the Lakers who now won you know that's who they beat last night they're moving up I just it just doesn't feel like it's kind of the you know maybe you get in maybe you don't and if you do get in are you even going to be effective yeah. which this team's okay but they're not where we would have liked to seen him, and and the Towns thing. He's on the bench every yeah. night cheering, and just doesn't seem like he's real. You know, wants to put everything on the court. Has hasn't uh, had a full practice yet with the team. It's right. been a long time. Thanksgiving. Uh, 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think yeah. that's about when it was. A yep. calf injury. Yeah. Yeah, which calves are tricky um, because they can lead to an Achilles injury. So uh, uh, Snow uh, uh, speculated on Monday that maybe it was a little Achilles tear uh, that went on here, and that's why it's taken so long for for Towns to come back. They've never said that. It's been a calf strain uh, the whole time. But, yeah, that's that's curious. And I know you're not a big Towns fan anyway, and I'm not sure that makes him better uh, if he comes back at the end of the year because who's going to lose minutes when he comes back? Nas Reed. Well, who's been their most effective front court player? Nas Reed has been. So he would be the guy who'd be the odd man out. Yeah, and, you know, between, you know, I've talked about it with Towns, you know, whining and complaining all the time, (laughs) which is the first reason I didn't really care for him, but... Uh, you, you know, is the team, I keep waiting for the team to get some gel and, hey, yeah. we're going to move like this. And uh, the the mix of Timberwolves players we have right now is, I'd say, mediocre at best. Mm. Talent level, probably above where they're performing. So yeah. that's been a little disappointing. I think kindly helps that chemistry somehow. Yeah. Good veteran point guard. Yes. Sean, thanks so much. Uh, have a great weekend. You too, Todd. Thanks. Right. Sean Bolson joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.